Welcome back to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. I'm Lueda Roshke, your host, and Don Kennedy is with me. And we are talking about Luke chapter 14, life lessons of Luke 14. There's some powerful things when we can learn so much. Just in this one chapter, there are so many things that we can apply in our lives and that will give us direction. So we were talking in the first part about distorted values uh, in the first part of the chapter. That's one of the life lessons that allowed, that allowed Jesus to uh, adjust your values, that your values are not distorted. And then there was a le- lesson in character uh, to um, not have, be one that's a lover of the praise of man, pushing for place and position and self-promotion, but rather humble yourself that God may exalt you. God is the one who promotes. Let him promote you. And uh, we were to also, another life lesson was, allow God to remove the unselfish motives in your life. So let's jump down to verse 15. Now, when one of those who sat at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then he said to him, Now, wait a minute. Just think about that. What was this man saying? Blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. He wasn't saying blessed be God. Mm -mm. Blessed be man. Mm -hmm. Blessed he be myself. Right. (laughs) It was on him. It was that was his focus. Okay. so don't 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 let that go unnoticed. What what his focus was there. And then verse 16. Then he said to him, a certain man gave a great supper. And invited many. So it was, it was a great, wonderful, big supper that he was inviting them to. And, but they were, and he sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited. Okay, so understand, I didn't know this till I was studying this. So what would happen back in those days? There would be an initial invitation mm-hmm. to go out. He'd send a servant inviting them, telling them, you, you want to come to supper tonight or right, next week, right, blah, right. blah, blah. And so they already were invited. Then when supper was ready, he would send his servant out to go back and say, supper is now ready. Come. Mm-hmm. So don't forget that. Okay. It's important. So, uh, and he sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, they'd already been invited. They'd already said, yes. He said, come for all things are now ready. Isn't that cool? I just like to think about that. Come, that Jesus is saying to us, come, come all, all things, things are now ready, ready for your mm-hmm. life. Right. You know, and, and I know we're also talking about in the age to come and this, but this also applies to now. Come, mm-hmm. all things are ready. I've made, I've made preparations and made they're provision. great. Prepar- I've made provision mm-hmm. to provide for you, to care for you. Uh, number one, to save you so that eternally you are with me forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I've made provisions for your healing. I've made provisions for uh, your finances, to, to bless your finances. Mm-hmm. I've made provisions to, for you to have clothes to wear, mm-hmm. a place to live. I've made provisions for your peace of mind. I've made provision for your joy. I've made provisions for your family. I mean, I just, to me, I always like to take the word and make it personal. Mm-hmm. So, so take this as a personal invitation from, from the Lord saying, come. Come, it's an invitation, it's a summons, it's a bidding, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a calling in. Come, come for all things 
All things pertaining to life and godliness have already been godliness has already been given to you. Come for all things are now made ready. He's it's all done through the cross. Mm-hmm. Everything was already done, already finished. There's nothing else every that can be added to it. Every, every problem has a provision. Every problem has a blessing. That's good. Every every problem has a provision. Every what'd you say? I said every problem has a blessing. Every problem has a blessing. Every, it's a good word. What is that? Graham Cook always says that anything that's happening in the negative always has a, a positive attached to it. There's always something good attached to it. There's always a provision for the problem. There's always whatever conflict there is. There's there's already a yes and a blessing instead. Yes, there's if already we, if a provision. We, but sometimes we have to fight for it. We have to yeah. yield to it to the go, to the Lord so that we can get through it and find the blessing. Yeah, and come up higher mm-hmm. and and see you know set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Mm-hmm. So you have to do that to to where you're. So you can see. So like we were talking about earlier, that we don't have the, that distortion, mm-hmm. you know, but can see more clearly. So come, for all things are now ready. Now here it comes. Verse 18. <laughs> but they all with one accord began to make, make excuses. excuses. <laughs> How many now times have meddling. I done that? <laughs> now he's meddling. <laughs> yeah. Now he's a preacher on now. some toes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So true, though. He says, but they all with one accord. In 18, it says, but they all alike began to make excuses and to beg off. The first said to him, now listen to this. I have bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. I ask you, have me excused. So, okay, so let me, a little side note here. So last weekend, I went to go see uh, my family. And we went back to the Baptist church that I was born again in 45 years ago. I didn't even realize it was the same church. I was 10 years old. So yes, I'm 55. There it's out there. I'm just going to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Double (laughs) nickel. Okay, there you go. 55, double grace, five, five. Mm -hmm. So um, I went back there and uh, that's where I accepted the Lord. And I was just sitting there thinking, wow, how cool that is coming Mm -hmm. back full circle. Brought you to your Bethel. (laughs) Yeah, brought me back to my Bethel to where I accepted Christ and my life changed, even though it was such a mess in in my family at that time and so many things that was going on. Uh, It just... um, it was just a very, that it was, was the very moment sweet. of your rescue. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was when God rescued me mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just began to change my life from all the abuse and the abandonment and the alcohol and, uh, the fear, the depression that was in my family and all those things. And, and, uh, God began to change different ones in my family after that. And so I was sitting there in that church and I was just thinking how good God has been, mm-hmm. how that, cause that, and this was the message that the pastor was preaching, the one about the Great Supper, this message. Mm-hmm. And when he got down to that part and he said, come, for all things are now ready, that's what Jesus said to me 45 years ago. He said, come, mm-hmm. come, little girl. Come, little girl. Come on, baby. I got come good on. things for you. All things are, I've made some, I've made some things ready for you. You're not going to stay this way. You're not going to live a victim. You're not going to become an alcoholic like those before you. You, You're not going to be abused and and a victim. Come. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make you whole. And then you're going to teach others just to be whole. I was sitting in that church and this Baptist preacher was preaching this message. 
about salvation on the same church that I, 45 years ago, mm-hmm. had accepted the Christ and, and salvation came to me. So it was so precious. And this man, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, his name was, it's Pastor Terry Kirkpatrick at Wayne Avenue Baptist Church in Lubbock, Texas. And um, I'm just going to say it out, outright. I wrote down some of the stuff he said because it was so good. So I don't think you can really call it stealing because it's the word of God. <laughs> but I want to share what he, part of what he shared mm-hmm. along with what God has given me. So this this was very precious to me that the man was preaching that salvation message <laughs> where I got saved um, on that same morning. So a certain man gave a great supper and invited many. He sent a servant at supper time to say to those who are invited, come for all things are now, are now ready. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have to, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. I ask to have me excused. And so that was a self-interest. Mm-hmm. That was all about self-interest. I'm sorry, I can't come. You're calling me, asking me to come. You're asking me to do this. You're inviting me into this. But I can't come because I bought a piece of property and it's, it's, a, it's indicative of self-interest instead of Christ interest mm-hmm. and kingdom of God interest. And so, you know, and the, the pastor, uh, Pastor Kirkpatrick brought out, he said, now how many of you would buy a piece of ground that you've never even seen and gone and looked at it inspected? He mm-hmm. said, not very many of us. So he had an excuse though. He had a a false reason. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really a reason why he couldn't come. He didn't uh, even course, really know when the d- dinner was going to be. Right. right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I can't, you're right. You know, because I can't they invited come. him first. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I can come. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to come. Mm-hmm. But then he comes back. I can't come. Mm-hmm. It's an excuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a, a false reasoning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it has falsehood and de- deception in it when we make excuses. And so principle right there is let's not be one that is walking in self-interest, but kingdom of God interest. And let's have ears to hear mm-hmm. uh, what the spirit of God is saying. When, when the spirit of God is inviting you into something, say, yes, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it might, there might be some difficulties. There, there might be, <laughs> but it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. It's going to be what you need. It's going to be what's, what is for life for you. So number one was an excuse uh, of self-interest. Number two, no, 19, another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me excuse all oh, this pastor talked about. How many of you would have bought a BMW or a Mercedes and didn't test drive it beforehand? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was really good. You know, um, he says, you know, I'm, I've got to go test these oxen that I bought to see if they can really work. You mean Really? You didn't check them out beforehand mm. before you put you don't money think down they on them. Can do the job. <laughs> yeah. So this is an excuse on self will. You know, nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going anywhere. This is this is my will in place. Um, this absolutely had no bounds, no 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 grounds to not be able to come. Mm-hmm. Right. Still, another said, "I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come." Self-love and false love, false blame. Yeah. (laughs) Like she couldn't come, Mm -hmm. you know, um, self love, you know, and, and interest of the flesh 
I would imagine that he hadn't married her that day because he would have known what day he was going to marry her and he was invited beforehand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just makes me laugh because I've come up with crazy excuses that are just as totally unbelievable about things that really don't have any what is it any weight they don't yeah, really have any yeah, weight to them yeah right they they, they have nothing to do with what <laughs> i'm why you're not going but, right, but you don't or, want to yeah or why i'm not doing what i should right, do right right you know and um so this was a self-love uh all about the flesh i'm not going so we have all i'm sure made an excuse or time or two Regarding yeah, self-interest, self-will, self-love, just once or oh, twice. Yeah, only a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but it, it just, it cracks me up because I think, wow, so the things that we think and sometimes and how we get there, uh, it, it's it, it's just indicative of humanity, you know, mm -hmm. it's just what we do. But that's not the way of the kingdom of God. When he says, come, let's say yes. Let's mm -hmm. go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So. Still another said, I've married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house, being very angry, said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. What's he talking about again? Those that are not allowed in the temple. Right, those that are usually shunned away. Shunned away from God. Mm -hmm. I mean, from where they could get access to God. They mm -hmm. were shunned away. Uh, they, were, they were prohibited from doing that. And so uh, they, they, where can they go for help? What can they do? In verse, I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. So the servant came and reported these answers to his master. Then the master of the house said in wrath to his servant, go quickly into the great streets and the small streets of the city and bring in here the poor, the disabled, and the blind, and the lame. He wanted everybody to be a part. This was a great dinner. Mm -hmm. It was huge. Mm -hmm. It was extravagant. Uh, it was more than enough. Which God loves to be to us, yes. right? Extravagant and mm -hmm. more than enough in every area of our life. Mm -hmm. He wants to be the extravagance we experience. He, he, he spreads a table before right. us. Mm -hmm. in Psalms 23, he spreads a table before us, even in the presence of our enemies. Mm -hmm. And so he has this great table spread. He's saying, come, come. They all begin to beg off. They all begin to make excuses why they cannot do it. You know, sometimes I make an excuse why I can't do what the... I've been called to do or what I should do, you know. Uh, maybe it's just making an excuse why I don't want to do the dishes. But <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Let's not go there. Let's don't go Moving there Moving on. Anyway. <laughs> so, but, but the, the, this was the goodness of God being manifested, being demonstrated. God wanted to invite them. He was inviting them into the goodness, to his goodness, to come streaming to his goodness. And they all begin to make excuses of why they can't come, why they can't be there. Um, you know, one of the little notes that I wrote down from this pastor in Lubbock was the father plans salvation. The son purchased salvation. The Holy Spirit personalized salvation. So there was a personal invitation. This servant was going house to house, going down the streets he was going down through the streets, through the neighborhoods. He was going to the houses and he was saying, come. He went first to the ones that were originally invited, which speaks of the Jews. Mm -hmm. That Jesus was first sent to the, to the house of Israel. 
to the to the Jewish nation. Mm-hmm. You know, they crucified him, which we all did. Our sin mm-hmm. crucified mm-hmm. him. But Jesus also came to the Gentiles. So he was inviting those that were considered unclean, those that were sick, those that were maimed, those who were lame, and those who were poor, those that were rejected, those that were excluded from the temple. He was inviting them. So I, again, I'm going to say what this little pastor said. He said, the Father planned salvation. The Son purchased salvation. The Holy Spirit personalized salvation. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. It was, you know, there was nothing even required of them to come. They didn't have to pay a, uh, uh, to get in. They didn't have to purchase a ticket. Uh, they didn't even have to bring a side dish. It wasn't a potluck dinner. The father planned it all. See, we do not work for salvation, but we do work out our salvation. Mm-hmm. We don't work for salvation to earn it, but we do work out our salvation. Yeah, it'd be great if when we got saved, it everything just turned to roses and right. green fields and <laughs> yes, all does. is well, but it doesn't. We right. have things to work out. Yeah, right. And there's some specifics in our lives that we must deal with, that we must lay on the altar, that we must line up with the Word. And the Holy Spirit helps us to do it. There, there are works of the flesh and there are uh, addictions and habits and things that, number one, will destroy us. But number two, it doesn't bring glory to God. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it should be number one, it doesn't bring glory to God and it will destroy us, number two. But it, so God begins to work it. So we don't work for salvation, we work out our salvation. It's a, uh, it's a, not a work salvation, it's a done salvation mm-hmm. is another thing that Pastor Kirkpatrick said in that Baptist church mm-hmm. Sunday. And I thought that was so good. It's a, it's not a work salvation, it's a done salvation. Mm-hmm. It is done. It, it is, is finished. finished. And so here he is, the, this, the, he's sending on an invitation the ones it was first sent to, they all made excuses of why they couldn't, why so he they filled shouldn't. their place. Right. He, 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 he filled their place. You're mm-hmm. right. And he went, and with the most unlikely, mm-hmm. the, the least likely to be invited, Jesus seeks them out. Mm-hmm. He seeks out those that are broken and lamed and hurt and, and poor and broke, just, just they're full of depression. And what are they? He seeks them out mm-hmm. so that he can set them free, so he can feed them. Mm-hmm. I you, love that. You know, when I was reading this this morning, I was thinking, I've read this a hundred times, you know, and it didn't hit me like, it this, like this this morning. And I know you're talking about salvation, and it's probably where, exactly where you're going, but I read it, and all I could hear was telling people, don't miss your invitation. Mm-hmm. Don't miss your invitation to come to the Lord and receive him as your savior. He loves you. He's calling all of us. He doesn't want one to perish. He doesn't want one to left, be left out. When he says, next he says, and there was still room for more. And there's still room for more mm-hmm. to come to the kingdom of God. Even if you miss the first invitation. Amen. This is another invitation. Yes. <laughs> come back. Yeah. Come back. Yes. God is so merciful and he's so long suffering. He comes back around and he comes back around. But, you know, we are not, we, we are not promised tomorrow. Right. Today is a day of Seen salvation. Seen too many people right. leave this world way too early. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> and so today is the day of salvation. He, the, the servant said, Master, it is done. I have done as you've commanded. I've gone out. 
I've gone out in the streets. I've gone out in the highways and byways. I've compelled them to come in. I've, I've gone. But he said, and there's still more room. Still there is room. There's more room. There's room for you. There's room for you no matter where you're lame and, and where you are um, crippled in your life. No matter the handicap, no matter the, the place that you are lacking, there's still room for you at the table. There's a seat at the table for you at Christ's table. There's a seat at a table for those that are already Christians and have already accepted the Lord, but you want more, you need more. Maybe you're stuck. Maybe you're facing some impossibilities. Uh, maybe you're sick. Uh, maybe your children are in rebellion and maybe there's things going on that you have no control of. There's still a seat at the table for you to pull up. I believe that, that God's buffet, spiritual buffet is such that anything that we have need of, we can eat. Come, taste, eat, and see that the Lord is good. Whatever you have need of, he will, it's found in him. It's found in him. It's found in him. So the master said to the servant, go out into the highways and hedges. I mean, he is out beating the bushes. Yeah. I mean, he's out looking in every hiding place. He's determined that everybody yeah. he can get there is going right. to get there, which yeah. is what he's doing now. <laughs> exactly. Everybody, he wants everyone. He, he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to eternal life, should come to salvation. He is not willing to let you go easily. If you, if you are not, if you do not come and sit, sit at the table, it's your choice. Right. Because he's doing everything again. He's going to draw you, speak to you, and send people along your path. And trust me, if you don't have the Lord, you're disabled or lame in some way. Yeah, amen. That's good. That's good. If you do <laughs> you're not, not know perfect, the Lord, I promise you. Yes. And even <laughs> in, uh, even being saved, you're God blind. is still, mm-hmm. God is still healing us up. God right. is still right. those places that are are dark or those places that were broken or wounded. Mm-hmm. He's still doing those places that we we've got the wrong motives. You know, uh, these are life principles, life lessons in Luke chapter 14. Um, But don't miss the point. He's saying, come, Mm -hmm. come, come. I'm bidding you come. I'm summoning you. I'm sending out a personal, personalized invitation. Uh, Compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Compel them, draw them, draw on them, pull them in that my house may be full. That's the heart cry of of our Father God. That's the reason Jesus came. And that's the reason the Holy Spirit is speaking and dealing with you right now is because his heart's cry is that his house may be full. Let's see how it says this. Then the, in the Amplified, then the master said to the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and urge and constrain. That's what he's doing. Them to yield. He's urging you. He's constraining you to yield and come in. Come in. Don't stand outside. Don't stay out there in the storm. Don't stay out there in the sin. Don't stay out there in the world. Come in so that my house may be filled. That is God's heart cry. He doesn't want to do this without you. He doesn't want you left out. You see, uh, many are called, but few are chosen, which means few say yes. Right. Everybody's called. Everybody's invited, but it's the ones 
The ones that are chosen are the one that say yes, say yes to more of God, say yes to salvation. So if you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ right now, just say, Lord, come into my heart. I ask for you to forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me and wash me, change me, purify me. I'm yours. You're my father and I'm your child. I confess my sins. I take hold of you right now and I ask you to be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, call our prayer line at 866-241-0579. 866-241-0579. Because the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony. And we want to send you out free some scriptures for you to be able to stand on and to help you in either rededicating your life to the Lord or for your uh, salvation today. And uh, also invite you to go to our website at luada.org, L-O-U-A-D-A.org. There's lots of free resources uh, that will bless you and minister to you and strengthen you. Also, we have lots of series uh, on our website, on our store, on our website that you can purchase that will help us to continue, that will help us to continue uh, ministering and reaching those that are, um, those that have, that need help, that need the gospel. So as you give to us, It helps us, but we also are able to continue. We're able to continue preaching the gospel, and you receive a part of that reward just as we do. So God bless you, and we will see you next week.